0: Just a note from our sponsors and partners the Any Day IO series is here. We've been working with them since the beginning, and we finally have our own colorway out. It's matte black, AKA the IO collection, and you can get it for 10% off your order. If you go to the Any Day website, anyday.com, cook, excuse me, cookanyday.com, promo code Dave to get 10% off, you get it. Use your microwave in ways you've never done before. It's the best way to cook at home. You can store in it and you can serve in it. It's a no-brainer. We have twenty percent off Athletic Brewing. If you go to Athletic Brewing, you can, just, you can type in the code Athletic Gift twenty for the best micro well, brews beer. It's an awesome beer that's non-alcoholic, and and we drink a lot of it. And they have great, great, great sort of monthly specials. We've been drinking a lot of their day packs as well. A lot of the athletic lights. They could, that's probably consumed the most at our studio. And uh something that Chris Ying now is just blowing through now that he's stopped his coffee subscription at yes at the coffee shop. Commenteer coffee. Commenteer. You get forty dollars off your first tour is Commenteer Coffee by putting the promo code chang, C-H-A-N-G into Commenteer dot com. And uh you know, if you like drinking coffee, this is this is this is the best way to do it, I think. And of course, ten percent off all Momofuku goods, promo code DOMO TEN, DOMO TEN at shop.momofuku.com. You can put in those promo codes, or you can visit, visit us at all the great supermarkets, grocery stores, Targets, Whole Foods, burgers, et etc., and visit us and have all our new flavors. And really appreciate all the support, guys. And of course, you can catch Ying cooks the internet on our YouTube channel at Major Domo on YouTube. Major Domo Media. Search Major Domo Media, not just Major Domo. Major Domo Media. On YouTube and hit subscribe. You have to hit subscribe. Because uh something again may may happen to Chris Yang.
1: It's just the, the more we threaten my life with the show, I feel like the less people believe us, but yeah, this time it might be true.
0: Maybe. Um, all right, let's get on to the show. Welcome to the Dave Chang Show, part of the Ring of Podcast Network, presented by Major Dome Media. Thank you a lot, Tango, as always. This is something we haven't done in quite some time. It's a. It's not necessarily an ask, Dave. We will have an ask, Dave, but this is a DC show after. dark. After dark. So dark. <laughs> where is the light switch it's so dark out here it's so dark <laughs> Yang is currently on the 11th floor and i'm on the 12th floor of a hotel we are currently in new orleans a city i've spent a tremendous amount of time in i was trying to calculate i think i've spent my lifetime over a month at least in this city and uh, christian now knows how i navigate this city
1: <laughs> it was it was it's this i can't even really describe this he We were wandering around, uh, you know, the French Quarter and and the bywater areas and things like that. And I was like, how do you know where we're going? I thought, where's the hotel? And he orients himself by the casinos. (laughs) He just looks, he examines the skyline, searches for a casino, and then says, "Uh, I'm 25 feet from that casino. So that's where I need to go.
0: Some people, you know, our ancestors used the stars, right, to navigate. To trailblaze the wilderness i feel the same way there's also stars in harris casino <laughs> or caesar's casino whatever i was gonna go. say
1: our, our ancestors who would navigate by the stars never just popped into one of the stars for a quick uh run of the craps table but yeah same thing
2: yeah
0: well we, we arrived this morning chris and i took the same flight from la and we arrived this morning and thank you, Chris, for helping me with my luggage. We're here again for Amazon's Thursday Night Football, uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars against the New Orleans Saints, and uh, we got a lot of work to do, a lot of eating to do. So we're we're, we're blessed this week. But I herniated my disc about six months ago. I've had a really crazy year of health and just crazy shit. And last night, somehow, I don't know what happened. I did work out on Saturday and I'm trying. I I know what I I mean. I I worked my legs. This is what happened. Leg day. Never. Leg day. And uh, I didn't think something happened. But the next morning, I was like, oh, that's pretty tight. And this morning, boy, did I need help. Thank you, Chris, (sighs) for being my orderly
1: well yeah because i heard you thanked me for your, for helping with the luggage and people not familiar with the situation then had to just sit there and think chris is just on along the ride to carry dave's bags i guess but yeah you hurt you hurt yourself you walked up to the gate when i was sitting there and my first reaction was is he doing a bit is he like is he mocking somebody what is why is he walking like this what's happening right now but it seems like you are in extreme amounts of pain
0: yes yeah, so and the- I'm, I'm only uh should i say i feel like again frodo and 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 samwise with their lembus bread. i don't have that much uh painkillers left and you i have to, to really ration for, it out for the work so way. i'm filming tomorrow so i need to use it for that and again thursday we're going to go live so i'm saving it for that but i did not have the strength to put my bags over into the luggage compartment up up, up top so thank you chris you know how- i felt like an old lady
1: you know how I know Dave is in real pain is, in, in addition just to the visual, visual signal of he's limping and, and really looks like he's, he has like a handicap here. The best indicator that you are in pain is that you are, every 20 or 30 seconds, letting out just an audible groan of pain. You'll just be walking. And then I'll be walking next to him and he'll just go, oh, <laughs> just like, oh, my God, this is extremely painful. So, but you're a champ out here, man.
0: Uh, I was in so much pain that they offered me a wheelchair service. This is true. And the last time I was here for work, which was like three months ago, or whenever my back was screwed up, I had to be wheeled around in a wheelchair. I couldn't get on and off the plane. So, yeah, (laughs) this is is great.
1: It was like an emergency wheelchair because like one of the stewards like saw him walking off the plane. And we didn't request a wheelchair. They were just like, uh, "Let's get a wheelchair down here." <laughs> like this one. This guy looks terrible. Up. It was amazing.
0: Yes. So I, I, I'm, I'm feeling a little sad that I can't move around as well as I'd like because New Orleans is a wonderful city. It's one of my favorite cities. Compared to London, the city is infinitely cooler. Yeah, I'm going to trash London. Guess what? You tried. You tried to annex America, but it didn't work out. It didn't work out so well for you guys. <laughs> you don't so even funny. have a constitution. You don't even have a constitution. The UK Mag- does not have Magna a constitution. Carta. No, I mean, how does government even work? You guys just make shit up on the fly. <laughs> I'm serious. There's no constitution. There's no, like, nothing. I don't know how anything gets done. Well, I
1: think they're, they're still relying on the Magna Carta. And they probably feel like they have, you know,
0: stake in our constitution. And Charlemagne had a great name. Real good <laughs> name. Real good one. Anyway, no, I do love New Orleans. I, I think it's really one of my favorite cities. It's unfortunate when it felt Ugly like delicious that people in New Orleans got mad at me because they thought that I was talking crap. But I wasn't. I said, I love New Orleans. I just think that there may be better ways to sometimes cook your crawfish. That was all I said. Sometimes.
1: I think you, yeah, okay. I That is mostly what you were saying. I think you may have said something to the degree of, this is why I like Houston. They actually, you know, move their cooking forward and New Orleans, you know, you're stuck with this. No, no, no,
0: no, 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 no. no. You are extrapolating. You are poll quoting a TV series. I'm telling you right now, I love New Orleans. I spent a lot of time here. I love it dearly. All I was saying is maybe there's better ways to cook crawfish than a seafood boil. I'm not saying seafood boils are not delicious. I'm saying sometimes maybe steaming might be the better way. Actually, let me rephrase that: steaming crustaceans is the second best way to cook your food. The best way is to fry. In a (laughs) walk.
1: Yes. Yes, that's true. Yeah, you do love New Orleans. We were walking around the city you were you were you were feeling nostalgic about all the places you knew where everything was orienting yourself by casino stars we
0: got rejected from brennan's that was fun
1: yeah
0: we walked in and they're like yeah no we don't have any tables for you and monday by the way monday everything's closed in this town most of the things are closed and a lot of the great restaurants are in the french quarter so i really do love this town we were walking around and I thought it was a good thing to walk around because it was going to stretch my back. Turned out to be a very bad idea. So I'm not going to walk around anymore. I got to save my back for, for, uh, for filming. But, um, it's good to be here. Chris. Yeah,
1: man, it's been, it's been a while. I've spent a lot of time here too. And man, I really love this city. It is, it is unique in its charm and its beauty and its culture, man. It is. And the food is good. Food's good.
0: There's a lot of funny things that happened today, so we'll get into that, but I want to do three things. We're going to do a slice, normally NOLA edition, and then we're going to get into a Dave Stradamus, and then we're going to get into our, you know, groundbreaking football analysis that's known as PFFW, and we're going to talk about the game of the week, and really, again, we're going to be pitting... The city of Jacksonville versus the city of New Orleans and their food on the five S's. And gotta say, it's not looking good for one city. It's not looking (laughs)
2: really good for one city. All right, let's take
1: a break. This episode is brought to you by Lululemon. Guys, if you're ready for a new pair of pants, try one of Lululemon's ABC pants. They're made to make you look and feel good. And there's lots of different styles to choose from.
0: abc pants are really in a league of their own buy a pair right now at lululemon.com you know has the word of the day redolent i did not i don't i've never used that word have you used that word chris in a paper before
1: i'm sure if you examine the body of nonsense things i've written about food i've probably thrown the word redolent out there once or twice unfortunately but i still don't know how to use it properly like I, it it means okay. The definition you know has here is having a strong, pleasant odor. But usually, if someone says like, "Oh, this is redolent of garlic and shallot," this is redolent of whatever. I've never just I, I, a room again. I don't two. understand
0: why you just say like the soup smelled awesome. <laughs> like, why do you have to use redolent? All right.
1: Okay. Well, how about this? You.
0: The soup was fucking awesome.
1: Okay. I see you, Ernest yeah. Hemingway. You're just all about concision yeah. of of prose. Just, you want to whittle things me. down to the the words you need. Yeah. We should Just
0: do this. What are you What are you trying to What are you trying to hide?
1: How huh? many words do you think would be in Redolent view? is like
0: a listen. for somebody that uses the word Redolent. All right, for, for for this is the the literary vocabulary equivalent of some dude driving a yellow Ferrari. All right, you you throw out around the word "redolent." You're you're giving me the vocabulary equivalent of a a loud, obnoxious, fast car.
1: All right, so I'm looking I'm looking online to find out how many words are in Webster's dictionary. It seems like there's three, four, four hundred four hundred thousand words. How many words in the David Chang? Unabridged English dictionary. How many words do you think there are total?
0: I use probably two thousand. <laughs> Laugh it up, fuzzball. <laughs> All right, we're gonna are get into the three things. Three things I think about when I want to eat in New Orleans. These are these are not the best things. These aren't the things that I want to check off first. And. You know, is going to be excited to know that Central Grocery is not on there.
1: Hmm. You don't have something against Central Grocery?
0: No, he loves, he thinks the muffalata is the greatest thing oh, ever. Yeah, invented. I, I did That's say real. to Yang, we're going to go there. It's not on my top 10, right? Top 10 things that I want to do. It's probably 11.
1: Which is, you know, which is a good sign given how many, that, that means there's a lot of good stuff here. But you, you've got three here. Three things.
0: Yeah. The number one thing I want to eat right when I get here are the okay. lima beans at Willie May's Scotch House. Mm.
1: Mm.
0: Yes, it's the fried chicken, but I believe the lima beans are the best beans I've ever had.
2: Mm.
0: Yeah. And it's butter bean, same thing. And it is a real treat. I really want to eat that with rice. I think it's tremendous. I love it. Unfortunately, Willie Mays at a, a kitchen fire. So it's not, it's, it's temporarily closed. But if you've been to this town, it's a very famous restaurant. And I, I, the reason why I say that maybe not something other places that serves it like that, because I have to sit down. Like it's a much more formal setting. What I love about Willie Mays is you can just order and sit down and it's super casual. It's, it's in and out. Number two, I want to get oysters at casamento Casamentos. I can never pronounce it right. The location's much more in, I, I can't, I don't remember the name of the neighborhood, but it's just in the cool little part of New Orleans that I think, and it's, it's hard to beat. and just one of the coolest oyster bars, and there's a lot of oyster bars here, but I like, I what I love about this restaurant, it's closed Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday.
1: <laughs> it's only open three and a half days, it's true. Uh-huh.
0: It's cool. It is also the the restaurant that uh you see Bradley Cooper's character opening up his million oyster pedants in built Yep. Yep.
1: I I did not know that.
0: Yeah, in, well, that opening never scene, been there.
1: in that opening yeah. scene of that really important movie, that's yeah. where he is.
0: That's where he's chucking a million oysters. Do you think yeah.
1: Casameno's is bummed? <laughs> <laughs> But that's what it turned out to be.
0: Well, I don't think a lot of people know. I I, I don't even know if it's true, but I've seen that Oyster Bar and in that movie because he was filming in New Orleans. I believe that it was. And it's a great place. And they have a thing called the Oyster Loaf. You should try it. What? Anything called an Oyster Loaf? <laughs> Chef's Kiss. What a great <laughs> name. Oyster Loaf. I will say, too, we just had some Local native oysters, Chris, and when I smelled them, it was very redolent.
1: (laughs) Nice, very nice, very very nice.
0: The taste it tasted very different than the East and West Coast oysters. It was much more of a. It ended with a punch in the face. It was a little bit this assortment
1: of all. We had East Coast. We had some West Coasts. Oh my God! I sound like that table. And then we had these these local ones, and they they were very different They tasted very different
0: and the third thing i i want is a domicilius domilises i can't pronounce it how do you say it
1: i think it's domilises
0: domilises it's a very it almost looks like um a what what is that word what is that the term for a word that you could say backwards and forwards an anagram no no
1: it's a, pal- Alan, a palindrome. palindrome that's
0: it with a d instead of an s <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God wall, I don't know why when mean, you look at that thing I always looks like a palindrome for those wondering an
1: it's nowhere near an an <laughs> <laughs> It there's no resemblance whatsoever if, my, What's if a, you're a, learning the English language from listening to the Dave Chang show it is not <laughs> it is not a palindrome <laughs>
2: Yeah.
0: I don't know why, but if that's really what I think when I look at the name, I'm like, ah, I think that you can say that backwards too. <laughs> <laughs> well, a lot of this is introduced to me by our great friend Anoop, who's opening up Strange Oysters or Strange Delight in Greenpoint in Brooklyn. Anoop is from this town, and he has really shown me the ways and this place. Is one of my favorite restaurants in the world because it makes no sense whatsoever. (laughs) You walk in and it looks like a basement, like a 1970s wooden basement, right? Well, like sports banners and shit. And then you see a a photo of the Manning Bros because it's there, because they grew up here. It's their favorite place to get a po' boy. You see like a a beat of light flag. When you order, you order at like one quarter. You take your ticket, you a, at another corner, right, and then you get another ticket, and then you—I can't remember—but the system is so absurd. I love it. It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. <laughs> they pour you a goblet. It's a goblet, and I'm going to add this to you, the Dave Chudamis. This is a preview of the Dave Chudamis. I think goblets are going to make a big comeback. It's taken 400 years for goblets to come make a comeback, but it's going to fucking make a comeback. Goblets. <laughs> it's it, it it's had a real, real hard time making a comeback. But it's
1: when when goblets were. Since, so are you talking about the the Middle Ages or something? Goblets, we're talking about like King yeah, Arthur's, Arthur's peaked,
0: table, like Henry the Second. I peaked around you know, the 15th century. So it's been it, more than 400 years. I think. Yeah,
1: I, I was associated like the goblet though is always like I had my own goblet. And I drink everything out of this goblet. Is that is that how you it's think? Just the, such
0: a good name. It's just such a good word, yeah. right? Why don't we use it more? Why don't we get it at restaurants more? A goblet.
1: I oh, think because it's, it's a so pretty. It's, 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 a, it's a pretty silly shape. It makes me feel pretty foolish to have a goblet of anything.
0: Yeah, it, it. But it looks so great. It looks cooler than a champagne glass. It's a goblet. <laughs> so the goblet peaked just as a history lesson, fifteenth to sixteenth century, and then really you know how to it's 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 had a dark time it's had its own you know dark ages but <laughs> till now it's gonna make a big comeback the goblet
1: henry the second was the 12th century
0: just throw that out there <laughs> whatever i mean henry the 22nd <laughs> again again i would i would i would have let See, it go I, had you not breakfast
1: that with a little history for you all <laughs>
0: Henry the Twenty Second. I mean, the great, 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 great grandson of Henry the Second. Yeah. So, you get this beer, and it's the coldest beer. This goblet they keep it, just it seems like liquid nitrogen, right? Mm. It should shatter because it's so cold.
1: It's a frosty glass goblet.
0: It's a goblet, though. Oh my god! And My yeah, God, it's so cold that it makes your teeth hurt right in a good way it's it's i've never had a beer colder than this beer and i don't know how but it's the coldest beer in the world it really is
1: that's that sounds so good that sounds so delightful so
0: it's so it's so what you want and listen i think the boys are fine i could get <laughs> you know i'm always saying this because i just think boys are sort of overrated hmm. not overrated but they're they're not like in the terms of American subs and sandwiches, they're not better than the East Coast stuff. It's not.
1: Po' boy over Mufaletta though.
2: Mufaletta over a po' boy. Wow. You must but Mufileta, hate but po boy.
0: But we're talking about what's the tournament called when you don't make the NCAA? The NIT. Yeah, they're, they're in the NIT bracket.
1: Poe boys are in the NIT. That's fine. Cal's usually yeah. in the NIT. It's fine.
0: Yeah. it's fine. Yeah, they're in the NIT bracket. But it's it's a wonderful place. So that's what I think about. And, you know, when we got here, Casa Minos was closed. We got Chris and I had to do some work, so we didn't get a chance to go to Uh That palindrome is coming into effect. You see, guys?
1: <laughs> Seth Lee mode
0: and, and Willie Mays is temporarily closed So we had to go somewhere else so Chris gave us A place he wanted po'boys So we went to killer po'boys
1: Got a killer po'boy But the, the real um The real star of the show At killer po'boy was after Dave had placed the order I'd you know brought our, our drinks to the table And he was lingering He was lingering at the counter and he was sort of, I didn't hear what he said. He was sort of remarking on something he saw in the drinks fridge. And I was like, what did you find over there at this restaurant (laughs) in the drinks counter next to the diet Coke and the crystal geyser was a THC soda just at a restaurant.
0: Yeah. Can, can we just press pause here folks to think about (laughs) the magnitude of this? I mean,
1: in our lifetime.
0: In our lifetime. This is honestly more spectacular than going to the fucking moon. I mean, it's crazy. Landing on the moon. The lunar landing's got nothing on this. And I don't know why people aren't talking about it. You know what it should be? And you go to New Orleans? You know, you can buy fucking Chansey at a restaurant. Nobody <laughs> told me that. <laughs> Nobody told you might, me that. You,
1: she said, and then the, the girl at the counter said, you can buy it at a grocery at store. At the grocery store. You could buy it anywhere. Like it's, it's, it is remarkable. If you think of, okay, okay, what's, what are like the big inventions of our time? Okay. The, the, the smartphone, huge ch- world changing invention, right? But you saw that coming. It was like, Oh, here's a phone. Here's a computer. Now here's a computer and a phone. Now it's a fancy phone. Now it's a smartphone. Who saw going from you cannot buy marijuana. <laughs> To right
0: i can get it at a restaurant yeah and i thought the reason i was looking so closely at the bottle the can i was like oh this is probably some of that uh, cbd bullshit (laughs) like no six milligrams of thc and i was really shocked so we bought a few and that's where your podcast sounds the way it does right now (laughs) i assure you these drinks are not cbd
1: they're not CBD. I am I'm not feeling, my body is not feeling relaxed in any way.
0: <laughs> so I just, again, it is a monumental moment. Can you just think about it in your city? Can you imagine going to your local bodega or your grocery store or you're picking up some pizza and you're like, yes. Hey, would you like some, some of drink? It's like, yeah, let me get 24 milligrams of your oh, finest effervescent beverage is insane to me and amazing. Man, yeah. if Thomas Jefferson was alive today, man, he'd be like, "Democracy fucking works, slam dunk."
1: <laughs> it is, it is truly, truly crazy. It's like, it's like being able to buy cigarettes in an elevator. It's just like, how how is life this convenient?
0: <laughs> that would be pretty cool. <laughs> when you know, when I side note, when I used to smoke cigarettes out in Wyoming, there was a place, a bar, that sold onesies so good like 10 cents a cigarette that was beautiful that's the next
1: i always find find that to be so crazy here's 10 cents your cigarette okay
0: um well those are my three things i i got off topic i was surprised i miss i want we're gonna try to find. we have a big eating day tomorrow right Uh, by the time this airs it'll be thursday we're filming tomorrow and first of all, I hope I can walk without a noticeable limp. I'm hoping the producers don't get mad at me because I have a limp
2: or my back's messed up. Just I was trying don't, to, don't I was get trying to figure out if a way
1: you could like lean into it and spin it as a cool walk. Cause it's almost there. You're like really lean to one side. It's almost cool. It's almost cool.
0: Definitely not cool. Um, so we have a big eating day. I I, I honestly think there's a like twelve thousand calorie day tomorrow. Mm. For real,
1: yeah. This is the this is the caloric experience. Me and Big
0: over Whit- again. me and Big Andrew, Andrew Whitworth, LSU boy comes home.
1: Like I know, I know what's on this menu, and I think that you're you're going for the gold of the caloric experience tomorrow because you're order. I think you're you going to order. It's, it's, you have agency in this because in the morning, the first restaurant, you have to order.
0: But the difference is, is Whitworth at his peak weight when he was playing for the Bengals was like 375 as a guard. It's a huge mountain of a man.
1: Yeah. He might get there and again he's tomorrow. He's like
0: 300 pounds and he's like 67. Yeah. I know. I'm a little worried that I'm going to be able to out-eat him. And I don't know what that says <laughs> about me. That's what my concern is.
1: I think he's going to, I think he's going to, I think he's going to be respectable tomorrow for sure.
0: All right, we'll take a break. We're going to get into a slice. This episode is brought to you by Seed. Did you know that most green powders and probiotics don't survive digestion? Seed's dso one daily symbiotic is engineered in a two-in-one capsule to safeguard viability through digestion for complete delivery to your colon. A broad spectrum probiotic and prebiotic formulated with 24 clinically and scientifically studied strains for whole body benefits, including gut, heart, and skin health. Visit Seed.com slash Dave Chang and you Use The code 25 Dave Chang to start seating today. That's code 25 Dave Chang to start seating today. Well, Slice of Life NOLA Edition. So it's about 10 p.m. Is it Central Time? Whatever it is here. Chris and I just came back from dinner after gambling, which we'll get into. And I have to say, I kept on telling the server, thank you so much for letting us sit here because this is the greatest greatest dining experience of my life. I've never laughed so hard. This is pure joy. I've never gotten to see this or experience this. And I kept on telling like everybody, it's like, are you guys hearing them? This is fucking gold. <laughs> this is fucking gold.
1: You did You legitimately uh, tell the server this. You did. You were actually like, thank you. You you really did say, thank you so much for sitting here. This is the best night of my life.
0: (laughs) I did say that because I've never laughed so hard at dinner because Chris and I were not even looking at each other. We're talking. Granted, I had the Monday night game, which is still on right now, on the corner. And it was a strange table because we were looking outside at other people. And it's hard to describe, Chris. Right. We our, were a we situation.
1: Sat, yeah, uh, I mean, just for the context of the story, we were just sat in this table, like catty corner to each other, both of our seats facing out toward you know the river, or whatever, out toward the outside patio, which meant that our back was to the dining room, where a yep. five or six top sat right behind us.
0: And shout out to Dana, by the way. You uh, you failed your promise. You lied. You said you would buy our round and. Bottle of wine for us, and you didn't. It never came. i just saying, never came, Dana. You were very nice. to remember Dana. that.
1: We, we met you at the at the post stand. You were very nice and sweet. We, I but... took a
0: photo. I took a photo with you, Dana, and you you, you gave me a false promise. I it's will true. never forget that. you Broke my heart.
1: It's true. It's true. But to the to the meat of the story here, Cheng.
2: So
0: we're sitting down, and I don't know. Chris and I also did a, a strong move. We. We didn't go. We ordered twenty-four oysters in the entire appetizer section.
1: Literally the entire appetizer. Collins section. salad.
0: Yeah. And yeah. no entrees. Stick to talk, shrimp boulettes. What else? Big fried, feta. Fried quail. Fried quail.
1: Focaccia.
0: Focaccia and the Caesar. No, no, no. The wedge salad. Twenty-four oysters, and they they sent a foie gras. Yeah. <laughs>
1: We, w- we will not be we will not be terrorized by the entree section. We will not be held well, hostage the by entrees. Of the entree.
0: Anyway, midway through, they sit a table behind us. And it's also the, there was a convention. So there were conventioneers behind us. I would say, well, not well to do, but somebody was clearly from the West Coast. And I. the reason why I was so excited, folks, is if you know that uh, you've seen the movie Sideways, I love the movie Sideways, because... I always wanted to meet a guy like Miles. Right. Whenever Miles is happy when he's talking something it's like so exuberantly about the good things. Cause most of the time he's just, you know, shoegazing and talking shit about life. But the times he's so excited, it's it's like it gives me joy. So much joy. It's again when he's smelling wine and he closes his eyes and he puts his hand to his ears, that type of stuff. Somebody that is just so ridiculous so over-the-top enthusiastic about food and we finally had i finally met a real life miles who happened to be a doctor from the west coast and man he spent so much time i had a t- I, I wish i could have a video of it he spent so much time ordering wine <laughs> I'm <laughs> like, nah, the notes here on this Strider right name, no. And that was a wonderful vintage and, and burgundy, but you know, they don't have that bottle. Oh, these guys don't have like five of these bottles and they're not even here, right? You know, like <laughs> they should update the menu. I was like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> and he's like, Pina. and he was literally going over, explaining, lording over his coworkers and peers about his wine knowledge. And I wanted to punch him in the face.
1: (laughs) You. So they sat down and immediately started talking. And the first thing they said to the server was, you know, where are the oysters from? (laughs) And immediately Dave Dave goes, oh, foodies. (laughs) 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 And so then they proceed to have a million questions about the oysters. Asking these, I just feel when a server gets... Into one of these situations, one of these predicaments, I just feel so much sympathy for a server who has to just like go along with this. And the guy's asking, like, "So which oysters aren't dirty?" And the server's like,
0: "Uh, what? What do you want me to say?" Which one and then had the, guy the guy red tide. I'm like, "Uh, what are you oh talking about?"
1: God. It was it was outrageous. I could not. Uh, it was, he
0: was teaching the server about the notes, the tasting notes on the oysters. And I was like, "Dude, settle the yeah. fuck down, man."
1: Yeah, you have gotta, you gotta. Oh, you don't have
0: any stop. from Tamales Bay. And yeah. I happen to have a house in Tomales Bay. And he, he 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 looks at the server and he's like, you don't happen to have oysters from Tomales Bay. And then he looks at the the table. I happen to have a house in Tomales Bay. And let me tell you what.
1: This is just the thing, right? <laughs> like that's like the hallmark of a know nothing, you know, know nothing, any wonky. It doesn't be a foodie. You can be like a person into fashion or music or whatever, where you have one thing, you know, <laughs> and you will go out of your, way out of your way just to bring up that one thing you know no matter where you are you don't have tamales bay
0: oysters oh and then you know he's talking still about tamales and i know it sounds opinionated but trust <laughs> you, they're the <laughs> best oysters in the world perfect amount of brininess and it's just luscious and sweet the best oyster in the world <laughs>
1: He, there was that point he said the server came by and said like oh how is everything he said everything is splendid it's <laughs> like i just i don't i can't i wanted to crawl out of my skin
0: i mean I, I i i want to know more i wish i could be more present for these moments because it's so funny it's so funny to to listen to fucking nitwits that think they know <laughs> anything about anything it's so wonderful. I want it so much. It gives me so much fucking joy. <laughs> it was like this fucking person. And it I mean was listen, absolutely fucking nothing.
1: Before before anybody wants to jump on us for being mean or elitist about whatever, like this is a person who is just being so aggressive toward the people around him with this knowledge, this quote unquote knowledge. It is, what is somebody, somebody who's up. He's just it's he's assaulting people with this he's assailing people with his commentary and i said to dave at one point i was like he is just announcing everything he's doing now i am putting the shrimp in my mouth it is so briny it's just like i don't need to know dude like so we're not being assholes except
0: because he's being an asshole and it was critiquing he was critiquing every dish oh the ceviche and the salmon i don't know about that one but the <laughs> shrimp if you happen to know somebody that likes to die like this, I need to figure out a way to have a table next to them without them seeing me. So I can just, it brings me joy. I want to listen to the conversation from the other table of, 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 if you know somebody that just can't shut up and they know everything about food and they're trying to like almost be condescending to the sommelier because the Psalm doesn't know as much you do is, you know, Oh, you're only this sommelier. Oh, I was like you motherfucker you're only the assistant sommelier oh you're the general manager so you're the assistant sommelier where's the head sommelier?
1: i was like so embarrassed for you know what i felt overwhelmingly when i was thinking about it i was like i felt embarrassed for californians because it was just like a he he was he was saying to the server like where are you from he said "I'm i'm from here i'm from new orleans and he's like oh from your accent i thought you were from california like us I, I was like
0: there's like no, a no, weird no. racism he, to it. From, they were yeah. all. He's from, he's from the Bay Area, folks, where Christian is from. <laughs> okay. 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 No, I wanted to. I was reminded of the great movie Notting Hill when they're just tooling on Julia Roberts. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just, I wish, whether, again, like, I don't want to presume that they might have recognized me. I just want to be like, listen, I'm in really, the, I just want to say, I'm in the colony world and I wanted to tell, I, w- I want to do this. If I had a few more drinks, Chris, I would have. Let me just tell you about your friend. He is fucking fifty percent right on everything, (laughs) and walked away. He's fifty. I just wanted to pull that off. That's actually
1: a perfect characterization of it. He's fifty percent right about everything. Oh, you mean so he's like sort of right about some things and wrong about other things? No, no, no. He's exactly fifty percent right about everything he says.
0: (laughs) He started giving a little bit of a like a like a like a, a speech about steak tartare i'm like what the fuck are you talking about
1: <laughs> right it is it's a uh you know you know actually you, you could have had at that moment you could have had your goodwill hunting you could have yeah, had was
0: it home po- po- they'd make them here i saw them so you know they're going to be good here they're fresh french fries and i was like and eh. They're the, they're the traditional way of eating your steak tartare. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about, dude? You could,
1: <laughs> I'm saying you could have your Good roll Hunting moment where you walked up to him and like, yo, go, palm frites are the perfect food for steak tartare. Yeah, la I <laughs> like page 65. I read that book too. What
0: else do you got? <laughs> anyway, I was, you, know, you had to be there, but I'm just saying, if you know of anybody in your life that is this kind of person, please direct them to me. I, I want to meet them. I want to befriend them. And I want to <laughs> Um, Which w- before that, though, we did get into uh, some gambling after our killer killer pull boys. We went to a gambling place <laughs> and uh, decided not to gamble. And uh, I immediately got smoked on um, black jar. And then I took out some more money. And we went to the craps table and then i was like very confused i didn't know what was going on there are pirates there every number as an odd here this is so weird there's twos there's twelves, there's three what Mm -hmm. and i thought it was the only table there because it was uh
1: so it was a crapless craps table i think is what these things are called and they are i think that they are just like poison to to craps players but we didn't know we just walked up we thought first of all the, these two craps tables were in like a weird under construction annex of the casino <laughs> it just felt it was it was not that sexy but then dave was like okay so uh max on max odds on six and he was like oh you need a lot more money than that it's 10x max odds here on every I number was like, like ten,
0: he's like every number is 10x I'm like what? What, <laughs> what what is this the upside down what the <laughs> fuck is going on anyway we proceed to lose there and then I was like, "Man, this is a this is such a weird crap stable." Like, yeah, it's a weird crap table. And they said, "The real crap tables over there." We're like, oh shit! <laughs> so we go over there, and I think Christian got to see the real degenerate side of me.
1: It was it was uh, it could have gotten dark. <laughs> I saw the gambling. I saw I saw I saw it in his eyes. He got the thirst. He got the thirst. He got up there. You could see a possible spiral happening. Except the the, the man went on a bit of a heater there. <laughs> the man went on a little bit of Even a heater. Even
0: before that, though, I was betting against the table.
1: Oh, yes, yes. You were down to your last bet. I started betting the
0: against the table and started to win. And then, uh, no, I really, right when we moved to that table, I started to do well. So I bet against the team table, and uh, then I immediately cooled the table down.
1: Everybody left. Literally everybody
0: left. Everyone left because I won a a big, big number by betting against the table. And then I started to roll positive. And that went on a little bit of a heater. And Chris Yang didn't know that I could do mathematics quickly.
1: I didn't know that he was one of those guys at the crafts table who's just saying numbers the whole time. Just just like up at 25, quarter, 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 hard eight. But he's just like, he, there's just, it's like he's speaking in tongues. Just numbers and bets are pouring out of his mouth and he's keeping track of eight different bets on the table. by the six, lay the eight, blah, blah. blah. What are the, how much the 12? I was like, what the fuck is happening right now? All the while, he's just like, I've never seen this either. He's in such, he's, heating up it's like nba jam he's he's heating up and he's like he knows he's heating up so he's calling out his bets putting his chips on the table and throwing the dice before the chips have even landed on the table like to let the 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 guys uh, so
0: there's a reasoning for that there's a reasoning for that sometimes i like to throw the die dice slowly right i like to stack up a four and four you know superstitious wise but if i don't if that doesn't hit the next thing I do is I go, I go throw, throw in hate. It's heat, i style, just throw throwing heat. And the reason why I do that, there's a real reason why. You remember, I've had a restaurant and a casino, every fucking where possible. I throw it faster to prevent people from betting and slowing it up. Slowing it up. If you bet fast, if you if you don't, I mean, the pace is important, right? I hate it when somebody comes in. So, if you keep on throwing fast, they don't even have a chance to like all the Mm. feel weird by slowing up the pace. So, that's why I go fast as fuck.
1: You wouldn't. He was going very fast, also throwing little stingers across the table, which was impressive. (laughs) And, uh, dude, it was, there was a coup de gras moment at the end, which might be too wonky for people, but I think you should describe it.
0: Well, I I will say uh, it's true. I, I, this is the thing. I am not good in school especially the traditional way but if school was genuinely taught via gambling or math i would have gotten a fucking a plus we got 1600 like 800 on the math exam uh, on sat's because i can do math very well very quickly when there are odds on a gambling on a craps table
1: it was it's impressive you under like i i guess i just i've always like, wanted to be one of the guys who understood all of the bets and odds but i was always like I'm not good enough at math to do that. And to see you do it, I was like, what the (laughs) hell is going on here? This guy's got the ball.
0: I'm betting everything. And and like the combat and everything. Everything. Anyway, I make back all my money and then some. And then on the last dice throw, one of them flies out. So I say same dice. Same die. I would like to throw the same die again when they come back. They check the dice. And every time I've ever done this, historically speaking, I've always known, man, I should turn off the odds, turn off the numbers. So you can say as a, as a craps thrower, you can turn off your bet. So if they roll a seven, which means it craps out, you get hold all your money, except for what you have on the come line, the any line. And right when I did that, I said, can I turn my numbers off, please? Chris looks at me like, what? And I throw it and the crap out. And the dealers was all crazy. looked at each other like, Whoa. It, was, Whoa. "It was amazing." They all looked at each other
1: was... like, "Shit!" He basically, you basically called your shot, is what you did. You basically pointed yeah. to the bleachers and called your shot, and then hit it out of the park. And then it was we the were cool like... so cool. <laughs> it was very, it was cool. so, cool. it was very, very cool, and like a perfect ending to the little streak. It was very, very, yeah, it was exciting.
0: <laughs> and what's um, Chris and I had our, our, our. I mean, really. Unbelievable chance encounter with one of the best diners I've ever had the pleasure <laughs> of uh, listening.
1: I'm sure he's still down there. I'm sure he's still down there. Waxing well, I have
0: go house in tomorrow's <laughs> We'll be telling
2: you. I mean, he's it's are
1: just... the
2: best oysters
1: in the world. I, it's <laughs> it's like, it's, I don't even, I can't even really, what is the equivalent of that? It's just, it's just like saying like a server comes up and says, oh, we have some local, local steaks here and just being like do you have any steak from china because i'm a prince in china but
0: yeah, it wasn't about that the guy the guy was just trying to lecture the server on what about food too i, I just just one of the worst people i've ever come across in a long time i hope yeah. to come across more of them because it gives me so much joy it really does make me so look how happy i am i was so fucking happy to have witnessed this this fucking jackass actually exists it was awesome
1: it was a very, it was very sideways. It was very sideways.
0: All right. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back with uh, Dave Shadamas. All right, guys. Putting on my Dave Shadamas hat here. I feel that this weight loss drug, Ozembic and Wego and all the others that are out there, which was created for diabetes patients, but now has weight loss prop- like properties. I think that the food world at large, I'm not even including just restaurants, at large, and I know that there's been some articles about snack food, et cetera, on the downturn because people are eating less, hmm. right? Because I would think that if you're on a zempic, you have more disposable income than most people because I don't know how much it is. And the bullshit thing is, like, if I ever lose a ton of weight gain or everyone's going to think that we're on a <laughs> You can't lose weight now without thinking that you're on Ozempic, which is bullshit.
2: They'll be right.
0: (laughs) And um, you know, people have a smaller appetite, right? It really, really reduces your appetite, so people are eating less. I believe that Ozempic is going to cause people to eat less. Sure, that's scientifically going to happen and proven, but the foods that they will eat are going to be very flavorful and very special and i think it's going to have a massive effect on restaurants. people don't realize it the people that spend money on ozempic probably again i i'm i just from my gut it has more disposable income because the health insurance is not covering it you know that's probably 100 200 bucks a month i bet right i think i think People are going to be eating much less, much, much less at restaurants. And I think that's going to change the
2: dynamic. Well, the and correlation do,
0: makes sense. Doesn't... I
1: think you're right. It's, it's, it's people who have the money to spend on Ozempic. Yeah.
0: Drinking will go So when
1: you say that you think the food's going to become more flavorful and more special, isn't the whole point of Ozempic is that it makes all food across the – like it's an appetite suppressant.
0: Yeah, but so when you do eat, before you get full, you're going to want to know that, like, it's super flavorful. It's, like, worth eating, you know? So I think condiments are going to be more important than ever. I'll put a huge bet on condiments. I'm, I'm, again, it makes me even more bullish than I am on the Momo Chili Crunch, etc. But I do think that we don't know the effects of Ozumbik on restaurants, especially high-end restaurants. And I think that it's going to have an effect on everything if you think about it, because this thing is only going to continue. I think, I don't know, but I think it's going to be 20, 30, 40%, like 10 years that the world's on fucking Ozempic, right? And I think that people, more and more people that are on it is really bad news for restaurants. It's like really bad news. This is the bubonic, this is not a bubonic plague, but it's it's not a good thing for restaurants. We want people to smoke pot all day long.
1: <laughs> hmm. so for so what do you say that somebody who's listening who's like dude this is this is going be true it's not big as a niche niche drug and people are, there's not enough to actually affect the restaurant industry are you saying like whether it's Ozempic or anything else the fact that people are like suppressing appetite to lose weight is going to have an actual tangible yeah, effect it's, already, on fa- it's already had
0: an effect on snack foods it's already had a fact on the snack food industry right hmm. i think 1.4 percent of the american population is on Ozempic mm-hmm. right now I think that's going to probably get to ten percent in like twenty four months or something like that. Something crazy.
1: That would be a lot of people. That would if it gets to ten percent, like we're probably on a subject too. <laughs> that's so, so much. I don't
0: know. I'm just I'm just saying that if if it increase, listen, my 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 prediction really is if it does increase and it gets into like the teens percentage wise. The live prediction, if it is a contingent on the the, the rise of a Zimbik, if it really does grow exponentially, which it sort of has been, I think this is going to have a dramatic negative effect on restaurants. Wow. And grocery shopping in general. Hmm.
1: In addition to probably many, many, many other <laughs> side effects for sure.
0: Right. And I do think that when people do go out to eat, if that is the case, then if you think about it, then you're going to go for a high calorie meal that is over the top and has all the bells and whistles, right? So I think steakhouses and stuff like that, like if you were going to have like one meal, like you're not even intermittent fasting. I think Ozempic just was like you're only eating one meal because that's, you're not even hungry for anything else. I think it's a, I would imagine that you would want to eat a pretty dense, I mean, pretty luxurious meal if you were going to go out. That is, if you're going to a restaurant, that is, I think you're going to spend more money because it's like, I'm not eating that much. So I don't know what the positive effects, there is some positive effect to Azambic in like higher end restaurants, but I don't, I, 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 that, that, that is more shaky than anything.
1: I guess I was just thinking if it's not, you know, the other, the other way to look at it, look at it is if appetites are suppressed and people are going to spend less money going to restaurants, like where's that money in terms of entertainment going to go, right? Is it going to go somewhere are they gonna rather than go to restaurants as their social thing? Now everybody's gonna go to I, salsa clubs, <laughs> whatever.
0: So my other prediction is a little bit too appetite suppressing, and this is always asked me to some degree from people. But like, there's a lot of cocaine in the kitchen. I would say I've seen cocaine by front of the house, especially when I first entered in this business. But there, no, knows. I would say this, any kitchen that uses cocaine, they're not a good kitchen because you can't taste food from what I know from about cocaine, right? (laughs) You know, you can't taste food. So I would never want to be in a place that sort of has that as their thing because it means food's not going to be tasted well. It's not going to be at a level that you want. And I've never really, I've never seen it in a kitchen ever. I mean, Ever. I've heard stories about restaurants, one particularly in San Francisco many years ago that was um a den of cocaine. You know, people hear about these stories.
1: Sure. Yeah, of course you're referring to the Ghirardelli chocolate factory.
0: But <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I you know, that's one thing. I, I will say though, with I don't know why, but I feel like cocaine is bigger than ever. And you're going to see it more and more in restaurant bathrooms being consumed.
1: Oh, you're saying cocaine as a, you're talking about diners.
0: Diners. Not, yeah, not I, th- I thought it was just like a quick interlude about cocaine and restaurants in general. I just don't think you're going to see it. It's too expensive. It's not going to ever fucking happen. It's just never going to happen. And anyone that thinks it just doesn't fucking happen. At least in my lifetime, I've never really seen it. But I do think that you're going to see it more in restaurant stalls and bathrooms for sure. Until tell, right. tell a recession like crushes people, people are going to be spending money on stupid shit like cocaine. I feel like
1: that's I, I I feel like that's true. Although Chang is buying buying on increased drug use across the board here, yeah. Dave are
0: strong buying long on uh, Columbia <laughs> and the company that makes Zembeck.
1: Yeah, whoever makes Zembeck, Pfizer, whatever.
0: My third prediction with no data whatsoever, I think the crumpet is going to have a big resurgence <laughs> as well. The crumpet, people are going to start to use the crumpet. You're going to start to see it. You're going to start to see more housemade crumpets on menus.
1: Okay. This really? Really a, this really is a Dave Chang after dark man. Let's just, to, just to review, the three predictions from Dave Stradamus are. Increased OZEMBIC use will cause a downturn in restaurants. <laughs> a rise in cocaine use and crumpets. And crumpets and are, crumpets are and coming.
0: And crumpets. Yeah, I think that you're going to see crumpets more and more on menus. Freshly made crumpets. House made crumpets.
1: OZEMBIC, cocaine, and crumpets. Man, the holy trinity. That's what they call it. The OCC. It's going
0: to be eerie. When's the last time you've had a
2: crumpet? Mm, long time. I haven't had a crumpet in a long, long time. Uh, it's, like a, it's like a fluffier fluffier English muffin.
0: Right? It's like a... Yeah, it's, it's, it's a battered dough. And when it's made well... I mean, even the stuff you can get at Trader Joe's are delicious. But a real crumpet with butter, I think it's one of the best... Breads you could eat. It's so good, and I'd also argue a crumpet is a great. I've said this before, maybe on this podcast. It's a great sandwich bread.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: It doesn't get enough love as a sandwich bread, including a burger, right? I
1: was going to suggest the burger, the crumpet burger, because it's
0: like a sturdy pancake, right? It's a crispy, sturdy pancake, and I think they're widely underrated. And I'm just saying, like, I I feel like a little bit like Michael. Who's the guy that shorted everything in the big short? Michael Burry. Michael Burry. I feel like him. Like I'm just buying this option on on crumpets, and everyone's laughing at me. But I'm telling you, when it hits, I want to I wanna make I'm to make some big, big returns on this back.
1: London London style burgers coming. Yeah. Low line in the bathroom, get back to your table for that you can melt some butter on there. Woo! Restaurants
2: in Crumfits 2024
0: going to fucking rule. Oh, my God. All right, let's take a break. All right, folks. It's what everyone's been waiting for, which probably is like nobody. <laughs> it's PFFW. As always, we'll be assessing the five S's, sandwiches, steakhouses, seafood, sweets, and special team slash special sauce. All right. Last week we went two and one. Overall, not bad. Five and eight.
1: Yeah, I mean it's not a hundred percent correct, but over time we're going to be at least ninety nine percent.
0: We we called the KC blowing out Denver. Called the Buffalo Bills winning. No, I lost that. I lost that bet. I bet the New York Giants. Right. Yeah. I let you. I let you keep it because you covered the spread. Anyway. <laughs> We're five and eight. Chris lost his.
1: The 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 cook at Jack in the Box said, "Nashville fucking let me down, dude."
0: So listen, folks. In reality, just to like s- sort of distill this even further, this is really a battle between PFFW is really a battle between two cities, right? So imagine in the future where maybe football's not even played it, but there's a the, the, you know you're competing city versus city and there's food and there's five categories that you have to compete against who's going to win and ultimately you can take a step back and like what's the better foods if you think that i'm being like a like not even elitist talking about this stuff we do it all the time hey uh where are you going for work oh i'm going to uh, little rock arkansas Meh. <laughs> hey where are you going for work i'm going to new orleans Oh, oh
1: nice were you gonna eat
0: <laughs> yeah yeah nice we do it all the time subconsciously you don't even talk about it. so fuck you and your hypocrisy all right yeah you listen to you hypocrite we do it all the time right it's like you're going to uh wh- where are you headed off to he's like oh i'm going to um you know st petersburg when well, you could right it's like oh vodka or shun- okay okay maybe some caviar I was like, St. Petersburg, Florida? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> going to uh, versus uh, South Korea. Where are you going to eat? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it, we do it all the time. And let me tell you one thing. In Jacksonville, remember, this is five S. so we have a diplomatic community. No one can get mad at any of our hot takes on this. When uh, you think of Jacksonville, Florida, what comes to mind?
1: paris of the west um just uh a modern epicurean wonderland i think about the sweets the incredible steakhouses world-renowned sandwich and the seafood of course that's what i think of when i think of jacksonville i think boy boy howdy are you ever lucky to be going there for for that conference
0: I don't think anybody thinks about Jacksonville and food and that's just not what comes up. I think what happens when you think about Jacksonville are the Jaguars and the, the possibly uh, the PGA tour has its home
2: office there, right? TPC
0: sawgrass. I don't know of any other way you could think about Jacksonville. What, what comes to mind? Nothing other than the Jaguars. And, uh, I already forgot the second thing I said. <laughs> you said
1: just, okay, if you want me to remind you, Chang, it was
0: <laughs> the PGA headquarters at TPC yeah. Sawgrass. Yeah, the PGA, talk, that's where people, yeah. But there's a tournament there, right? Uh, it's like what people go there, it's the PGA headquarters is there, right? Mm-hmm. I think when people in golf, they think Jacksonville, Florida, when they, and they fall. And I also think it's Jason Mendoza from The Good Place, who. Yes. We're always talking about Blake Portals and the Jacksonville Jaguars, right?
1: That's basically all. There's a
0: reason it. why it was in the good place. So I'm just saying there's nothing I could think of and I, I could be wrong. And maybe one day we'll, we'll film something in Jacksonville and we'll see for ourselves. But having only driven through there once, having been there in 30 plus years, I think it's really hard for me to say that Jacksonville. Is a culinary wonderland.
1: <laughs> and yet, you're about to declare its food better than New Orleans? Is that is that the next no. part? No. The, the,
0: the, uh, the only way Jacksonville could win is on special teams. There might be a hot sauce that we don't know about. There might be something. If food related that we don't know about, maybe it could be like the birth of some fast food chain that we don't know about. Maybe it's I don't know. Something, something, there's something. So I, I could give special teams to Jacksonville, theoretically speaking. But I, I don't know if i kale versus New Orleans. And listen, Trevor Lawrence is potentially hurt on a short week. He may not be playing. Even if he was playing, I'd still take, you know, the Saints and New Orleans, because New Orleans is truly one of the best places to eat. It has so much to, get to do food-wise and many awesome things, even though off the beaten path kind of places and the touristy places are just as good. So I'm just going for sandwich, you know, it says there's a steak in a sack at shake sandwiches and the sandwiches. Oh, we, we can't call it, We can't. This is, this is terrible.
1: Not this one again. You made us say this last time.
0: <laughs> no, no. So,
1: I looked it up. I looked it up, guys. It's okay. Because apparently the Arab-American community in Jacksonville has this kind moment of owned
0: this. In time, sort of you know,
1: me. it could not be less okay. <laughs> we're not going to right
0: now. <laughs> I agree. I agree. It's it not seems it's not like great, a derogatory but, name for a sandwich, so we're not going to say it. But yeah, I'm not, I'm not taking that over nor- the big easy. There's just no way. Sandwiches, just hands down. Even the Poe Boys, all the kinds of po boys, and the bungnees. Mm-hmm. Woo. Mm-hmm. Woo. <laughs> it's very tough to be. Very tough to be. You see New Orleans, I love you. I love you.
1: Now Jacksonville, if you wanna if you wanna get in the game, you might want to sign that you might want to sign that crumpet burger to the roster and make that a Jacksonville <laughs> make that a Jacksonville original. Then we'll talk.
0: I think steakhouses is also something maybe Jacksonville could win. Maybe. Maybe they could win because I would say New Orleans has steak, but not. I mean, Ruth Chris was invented here. That's something. But I could see there's a Chop House 13 that has good reviews. I could give Jacksonville steak. I'll give Jacksonville steaks because I don't think of New Orleans as a meat, although. They do good roast pigs. And, and There's a lot of great meat here. A lot of great meat. But I could see on this day, on the game day itself, Jacksonville could have the better steak
1: meat program. All right? Yeah, I can see that. That's fair.
2: Seafood. Yeah. We don't have to go. Slam dunk.
1: Do you think New Orleans might have one of the strongest seafood games in the country?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, redfish, drum, there's a lot of local oysters, everything. Uh, the history. That's what I think about. The city. It is a seafood city.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, nothing Nothing comes quite close to it, I think. as a, It's the most seafood-oriented city in America.
1: I was I was gonna say the people here, it's it's more integrated, and, and for the exact reason that like steak isn't that much of a thing, people eat seafood here.
0: Yeah, it's awesome. By the way, we had twenty four oysters, not one belly pop. It was a good, good job, oyster shucker. Dave Chang approves. Sweets, can't you know, Jacksonville probably has Cold Stone Creamery, you know the, the same old stuff, and this. Maybe you could let us know about an independent sweet chain or sweet shop, bakery, cookies, whatever, ice cream. We'd love to know. And we will promote the hell out of you guys. If you, from Jacksonville, send us some of these places. But please understand that I have to give it to New Orleans this time around. Some of the most iconic desserts in American history were invented in this town very hard for me to not say the sweets to the vi- sweets you know excuse to new orleans as well this is it a question yeah you got the bananas foster beignets, pralines. pralines however they pronounce it
1: it's actually in as, as long as we've been for the many years we've been doing the pffw both uh publicly and privately it's been you don't come across that many cities that have an iconic sweet that is good. And There's is
0: sugar everywhere. Brainlings okay. are everywhere. Yeah. So no, I I think this is a Yeah, you know, I this is to me a, the the real test case. This this takes our algorithm to the breaking point because it proves that it's it's, it's unbiased and it works. I mean, Jacksonville I think is the better team. guess what our algorithm doesn't lie and you know it sort of gave jacksonville steakhouse of special teams but new orleans victorious on the five s is three to two and i think the final score is going to be 21 14 Mm. new orleans
1: so the the vegas odds makers have jacksonville as a one and a half point favorite dave you're making you're flipping that you're predicting a uh,
0: seven point you know total. what you know what i'm gonna even, i'm gonna back that up i will to back that up since trevor lawrence may not be playing i'm going 21 3 21 3 new orleans yeah okay. i just did it yeah
1: all right so betters out there hey, and hey,
0: by the way i'm gonna say this on live tv when uh <laughs> if i get the chance to do it on amazon thursday night football you're gonna ask me my my score. I'm gonna say 21-3. Or maybe I should go higher. More ridiculous.
1: I think a nineteen and a half. What point if I like
0: seventy eight ten?
1: <laughs> They're gonna laugh at me.
0: Dolans did that this season. You laughing at me.
1: One hundred to nothing. New Orleans Saints over the Jacksonville Jaguars. I would I would appreciate if you became known as the guy on ninety-nine
0: eighty six. <laughs>
1: oh thanks for thanks for asking chris i've got this one going to overtime 104 101 (laughs) new orleans saints okay so uh betters out there dave is announcing a last minute 19 and a half point swing in the uh on the money line here it's uh new orleans (laughs) by 18 over the formerly favored jacksonville jaguars
0: and listen if you are Thinking to yourself, that's bullshit. That's not even a fucking good take. Jacksonville is better than New Orleans in food. Can you email us? At, what's your email? You know, what's your email? You know,
1: <laughs> you can email askdave at dot com. What's your What's your phone number again? And your home address? Yeah. Go ahead and say that out for us,
0: because we want to know. We want to talk to you if you are very serious about this, and I would love to see. You know, the evidence that if you think that one of these cities is superior to the other in an not obvious way, i to give you a chance to to defend yourself.
1: hmm
0: It'll be um it'll be good. I can't wait to hear Jaguar
1: Nation, Jaguar Nation talking to you guys. <laughs> Activate.
0: Um, all right, we got a steakhouse battle. The the world gonna do two games real quickly. Vegas versus Chicago. There's an interesting steakhouse battle brewing here, which city does the steakhouse the best. Wow. Chicago, clearly Bavette's Chicago cut Gibson's bar and steakhouse. And it's old school, but they got Vegas got golden steer. It's got, there's also Bavette's in Vegas. So that's cello. And I got to say, man, every casino has a steakhouse and they're all good. Mm It's probably the best Vegas. place
1: in the country to get a steak, actually. You can get a steak of whatever kind you want. Or you can go to the Peppermill, eat a steak there.
0: Yeah, yeah, Peppermill's good, too. So Vegas steaks. Chicago, this isn't. This has nothing to do with you or that Justin Fields is injured. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. Las, Las Vegas. <laughs> Las Vegas by eight and a half.
2: <laughs> okay. Any other upsets to look out for this week?
0: Not that I can think of see here Chris what do you what about your team San Francisco versus the Minnesota Vikings
1: so right now the Vikings are seven and a half point dogs in this Corey Lee just posted a really cool looking (laughs) dish having nothing to do with Christian McCaffrey being possibly out or Debo Samuel possibly being out I I still think this line is short of the final score. I think that this is undervaluing San Francisco right now. I've got it at ten points.
0: I think Minnesota is going to win by um, <laughs> ten points, simply because San Francisco doesn't have a juicy Lucy. This doesn't.
1: We are okay. No, I gave you Sam, I gave you New York over San Francisco for sandwiches. San Francisco has some good ass sandwiches, man. We are the you home know, of you Dutch know what crunch.
2: Yeah,
0: you know what I'm going to say. Minnesota's got better pizza than San Francisco. Well,
2: but they don't make it with the Neapolitan of flour.
0: <laughs> you know what the best pizza is when you make the with flour from Tamales Pit <laughs> and virgin spring water from Tamales Guys, pizza.
1: I just got pizza one of those. I just got a backyard oven, and I think I make the best pizza in America now.
0: <laughs> All right, we're gonna we'll take a break. We're purring with Audi on a new segment, Progress You Can Feel. The fully electric Audi Q8 e-tron brings true craftsmanship and stunning performance to your journey. With fast charging capabilities and impeccable design, Audi knows that how we get there matters. So here's the story of how I got here. One of the biggest moments in my culinary life was moving to Japan and cooking there. And it was also... Different at the time because most people moved to Europe if they were cooks and learning to further their culinary career. And I went to Japan because it wasn't what you were supposed to do. In fact, nobody knew anything about it. Most Americans didn't work in kitchens 20 years ago. And my story changed everything for me because I got to see that food could be done affordably and cheaply. And at the time in America in and 2000, Food was not considered a thing. If you liked food, it was elitist, right? It wasn't for everybody. And yeah, you had pockets like pizza or barbecue or things like that, that were delicious and talked about and hamburgers that were just, you know, that was like American food culture. But if you liked anything that was fancier, that was fine dining oriented, you were considered like an elitist stuff. It just didn't exist. So talking about food wasn't a thing. And in my family, that was like the only thing we talked about was food. And when I moved to Japan and I was able to travel throughout Asia, and this is also the case in other places in the world for sure. But it was here that I learned that food could be good for everybody. That food did not have to be expensive for, um, you know, some people. And at the end of the day, I realized everybody wants to eat delicious food. And it doesn't have to be just for a select few. And living in Asia, that allowed me to see that and allowed me to realize that I didn't have to work in the fanciest kitchens now in Asia, uh, in Japan. I could work at places that were sort of lower down the hierarchy because they were still making extremely delicious foods and there was wonderful techniques that I could pick up. And that changed my whole game because it caused me to look at things that other people weren't looking because at that time, most people were considered, most people were only focused on fine dine. And I went to a level when America didn't have ramen really. They only had instant noodles for the most part. And that's what most people knew about, ramen, including Asian food and Japanese. We're not even talking about the pork bar yet. So it was a different time when that happened. And um, a lot of it's right timing. I was able to focus on something that most people weren't looking at. And that gave me a huge advantage, right? I had domain expertise in something that none of the experts knew anything about. I literally was like an expert in America on Robin. And try to find, you know, those moments and pockets in the culture where most people aren't aren't there, right? And I, I think that's some of the best advice I can give is, try to learn and become an expert at something where there isn't a lot of competition at it. And you also, I I think, have to make sure that you're you know, you have a passion for it as well. But, you know, I could talk about these light bulb moments all the time. And, um, I think what another light bulb moment for me is when I was working in Japan and I was able to work in a bunch of kitchens, but it dawned on me that some of these kitchens were making sort of, European dishes with Japanese ingredients. And I would look at the ingredients and make the dish, and it would taste something that was Italian or taste something that was certainly French, taste something that was American. But none of the ingredients were American or European. They were all sort of Japanese flavors. And I was so, so, so confused because how could that happen? How could you make dishes that weren't of the same provenance from where the dish was created? And it gave me an idea that flavor was not provincial. It was not something that came from a country. Great flavor was everywhere. And once I saw that those ingredients could be extrapolated and there could be a juxtaposition with all kinds of other things, you could make dishes that sort of transcended from wherever you were at. And that gave me a huge idea that maybe I could make Japanese food. Maybe I could make ramen in America without using Japanese ingredients. And that was a huge moment for me because it caused me to not be so reliant upon authenticity in America. And I think understanding a lot of the Japanese sensibilities, what's most important is what's fresh and what's near and what's local, not something that is on paper, right? Traditional. So I, I decided I wasn't going to make ramen broths with Japanese, uh, fish products right i wanted to use the smokiness that you might get from katsuobushi from somewhere else so i started to use uh american you know good old hickory smoked bacon from alan Bett. and that was a pork broth that was really smoky but i thought it was more japanese in sort of a idea than anything i could have had imported from japan so that was a huge moment for me where I could recreate flavors without having to be the authentic greedy of themselves. And that gave us a freedom. It was like being able to, you know, make paintings with like a hundred more colors. Right. And it was something that became a building block and a Cornerstone for a culinary f- philosophy and principle that we use to this day. So it's something that I didn't think about was going to happen. Right. But sometimes you just have to in my case, work, do it, and eat it, and then ask yourself questions like, wow, like maybe this could be applied elsewhere. I don't think Momofuku or myself would have a career today if I didn't have that idea that you could make flavors without the exact ingredients, right? That you could challenge the notion of authenticity. So that was a monumental moment for me. There's progress, and then there's progress you can feel. The Audi Q8 e-tron is just one model within the Audi e-tron family of fully electric vehicles. Preparing for a future that is exhilarating, exciting, and thrilling, Audi knows that how we get there matters, and they have the electrified vehicles to make the journey well electrify. Audi. Progress you can feel. Learn more at audiusa.com/electric. The only thing I think about is that, man. I saw a cook recently, and they had burns all over their arm. All over their arm. And when I say burns, they they're like lines. You can tell who's cooking what on a kitchen by by the lines, because usually it's like the left hand, and you can see burns, burns, burns. Because what happens is you if you're in a busy server, you put your arm in, and you get burned. It's just that simple. You, that that little corner from the top of the oven is what burns you all the time. Man, my left arm, my arms when I used to line cook were, were, were just looked terrible, right? Um, and I always wanted to be one of those cooks that never burned themselves, right? And the truth of the matter is when you, when you're a really good cook, not only is your uniform spotless, but you almost have no burns on your arms. So you so it doesn't always mean the case, but you can usually tell if someone's super good. And also that might mean that you just don't cook on the line anymore, right? Right? But like a really good line cook, like the best line cooks never burn themselves. Ever. And it's just remarkable, right? So that's something I was thinking about the other day when I saw this cook's like doesn't mean they're not gonna be great. But I saw all those lines, those burns. And that happens when you're learning. And then uh, when you get better, it sort of stops happening too. But it always happens. You always burn yourself. I've seen the best fucking chefs in the world burn themselves and cut themselves. Still happen. And it's just like an athlete having a turnover. It happens, right? So anyway, that was my thought. I don't know why I was thinking about it because it is what it is. All right. Give us five stars.